was watching Ben Chilwell pull his hamstring and then carried the tunnel and he was practically dead yeah she's when he had passed away like that, that word was used oh, it's, a, it's a tragedy subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app the news round on off the ball with Gilles. We don't just play the game, we change it. Gillette, made of what matters. This is News Talk. All right, you're very welcome along. Two TVs in front of me. You're very welcome along to Thursday's Off the Ball, which is not relevant at all for anyone who's listening in on the radio. It's Nathan with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Hope you're keeping well. Uh, Thursday night, John Giles on the way live in studio this evening, which means I'll be keeping the news round as short as possible. What does the nation want more of? Amory and Mick? Or John Giles, you're throwing us in together. Put, there, I like, wouldn't. You know? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it down to a public vote, guys. Is all I'm saying. Look, people don't get uh, Amory on the show every night. They're just that's, that's me very for sure. true. I would agree oh God, with that, you've but. opened a can of worms now. Get your text in right now. <laughs> we will decide Amory's future on the show by your text. Five three one zero six is the text number. Add off the ball. This is. There's nothing better than appealing for people to comment on somebody on social media. Yeah, it's all so positive. Yeah, I love Amory. She brings a something very different to Richie. Of what happens? That's yeah, the, yeah, that's what they want. So John Giles half past seven. Uh, after eight o'clock, there's a new uh, best-selling, most-watched show on Netflix. Came out yesterday. It's all about egotistical, power-hungry people. Very good. See what we're doing there? Yeah. It's not the Crown. You wouldn't get a link like that from Joe Malloy. No, though Joe Joe's a big fan of the Crown as well. Oh yeah, Have you watched the show. crown? I presume you've watched yeah, the crown. Yeah, yeah. Why are you watching the new series? Watched a little bit of it last night. Yeah. I watched a little yeah, bit of it. Well, yeah. Didn't have much time now. Get home. For, it's all getting a bit too shop. real now. Is the problem with the crown? Like it's I remember all of it, so you remember, I can yeah. pick holes. A it's bit hard more. to also kind of get it when you've known these characters in real life as they currently look, as they look in what mm. the, you know. Then it's harder to. Whereas like when they're in the olden days, as they were with Claire Foy and. Um, Whatever the latest incarnation was before. The the, the one in between, Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman, one of the best actresses in the world, but I just momentarily forgot her name. Uh, you kind of didn't really know what she looked like back then, whereas now it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, you're just sort of, uh, you're picking holes. You're going with the, the Prince Stanton. Charles is too good looking now. Prince Charles, actually, um, uh, the guy from The Wire mm-hmm. is uh, Prince Charles. That's interesting. The one who plays Diana, and we've gone off on a complete <laughs> tangent here, unsurprisingly, the new um, actress who plays Diana is unbelievable. Yeah, Looks exactly that. like her, sounds exactly like her, acts exactly like her. The mannerisms, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's almost her job to do just that. <laughs> well, most of the rest of them can't do it. But apparently the episode Not with the Bashir well. interview is, is really unsettling. It's, really? It's, it's such an honest portrayal. How apparently. many people got to that already? I've only gone. I'm, I, I'm I, in 1991. I, I watched I heard, three episodes last night. I heard a reviewer on a radio show yesterday who had watched. Didn't spoil the ending, did they? Four by ten o'clock. <laughs> so they obviously started at six a.m. Sorry, I mean that's that way. Johnny Lee Miller. John, the sick Johnny boy Lee from Trainspotting is John Major. Like that just that 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 isn't right. <laughs> I am one of those terrible people to watch anything with. Who spends yeah. his entire time on his phone on IMDb going? Do you know who that is? Did you not pick up Johnny Lee Miller? I I had to look up other people, but I I picked up him straight away. I didn't think Johnny Lee Miller would be that guy. It's just like John Major, like the famously grey, boring, straight-laced Prime Minister played by, you know, sick boy from Trainspotting Mm. is quite the acting leap. 
Was he was he that boring in real life? I wonder was he another know. side to um to John Major. We'll find out now in the totally not fictional crown over the next few weeks. I think the best episodes are the ones that actually are on the stories that you don't know about. So one of them last night is about um a man who was the valet to Dodi Fayad's father. Okay, Muhammad yeah. Muhammad but he had also been the valet to the king who abdicated previous to that. And a lot of it's on his backstory. You never even heard of him. The more you read of him, it's brilliant. It's like the one on the tragedy in Wales that time in Aberfan, which oh, I'd yeah, never heard about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or the Churchill ones from the first series, mm. the war ones were brilliant, yeah. Where I think, like the Bashir interview, everybody knows. Oh. Yeah, but then feels, there's a relatability yeah. to it and it brings you back to that time. Anyway, there's another documentary. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's not a documentary, of course. That's like the uh, Damned United. It's what is it? It's a fictional account of factual events. Yeah, I suppose a yeah, biopic, I suppose, That's maybe. I what, what they go with. Yeah. Uh, so FIFA Uncovered does exactly what it says on the tin, uh, which is uncovers FIFA for the last 50 years. Uh, they spend a lot of time talking to Sepp Blatter uh, within that, and we're going to talk to the producer of that this evening. As you can imagine, it's uh, pretty grim. And Stephen McGuinness is the General Secretary of the Players Football Association of Ireland. They had a big announcement this week of a minimum wage for the League of Ireland of €430 per week for full-time professionals. Just €130, though, guaranteed uh, for part-time players. And he's going to talk to us about that and the journey that the PFAI have been on as well. Uh, So 53106 is the text number. Mick and Anne-Marie are here. Uh, There's quite a bit to get through. On the news round, because Ireland are playing Fiji, uh, we discovered yesterday that Tyg Furlong is captain. Not something he always dreamed about. It was Bubba Watson had the line when he won the Masters. I could never dream that big. Mm. You know, sort of like Tyg Furlong. You could never dream that big. You could never look past his mother's Sunday roast. Yeah. The press conference today wasn't as entertaining. No? No, it has to be said. They should put Furlong and Sexton up together for press conferences. Post-match Sexton. Post-match Sexton. Is a different beast, beast than all other Sextons, yeah. What, in a good way or a bad way? A very good way. Oh, I'd listen to I'd listen to Johnny within an hour after the end of a match all day. What's, like, what's different? Like, the anger? No, he's not angry. He's just, he's honest and open and reflective and, and often isn't kind of like buying into the hype or the storyline. And we'll tell you things like we would we wouldn't have had the guts to win a game like that in the past, you know. Wow. No other no other player is saying that about his former teams, you know. So Ireland Fiji Saturday. I, I can't believe you're not leading with the big game of tonight. Villa and United. Munster wow. and South Africa B or A, the friendly down in Porky Cueve. But we'll come to that in a moment. I'll get to it. Yeah, Jeremy Lockman will game, make his senior debut for Ireland, captained by Tyg Furlong in this Saturday's November International, which, as you say, is against Fiji. The loose head prop starts alongside hooker Rob Herring as two of nine changes to the team that started against South Africa last weekend. Lock, Kieran Treadwell and back rowers Nick Timoney and Jack Conan also start while there's a new halfback line of Jemison Gibson Park and Joey Carberry. The last two changes then will see Jimmy O'Brien start at fullback with Robbie Henshaw returning to the centre. Jack Crowley and Keen Prendergast could make their debuts off the bench. Johnny Sexton is not in the matchday squad and as I said, Joey Carberry will come in there. Speaking to Ashlyn O'Reilly at today's press conference, head coach Andy Farrell says that 27-year-old Carberry deserves the inclusion. He's been patient enough, hasn't he? Um, didn't get much at, at the weekend. Obviously, our captain plays 
at number 10 and he's very influential to the team. Um, but Joey's, Joey's coming on nicely in the background, you know, and uh, he deserves a chance to, to show his teammates that he's ready to take control, etc. So uh, we're excited to see him play. He does have to be very patient in that role. Is that something you talk to him about? Well, you, you, that's life, isn't it? You know, um, I suppose, like I spoke to you plenty about before that, selection isn't in my hands, you know, it's in their hands. and. Um, uh, performance matters. It, it definitely does. You know, it's it matters to the players. The, the lads who are taking the field, they they need to know that people are being selected. Um, uh, you know, you know because of the performances, etc. And um, uh, like I've said to you before, Johnny's not going to step back and just let people overtake him just for the sake of it. You know, so it's up to everyone who's pushing him to to to, to push on through. And when you get an opportunity like this, take it with both hands. It looks like Andy Farrell might approach the next two games as a bit of a mix and match, so getting Robbie Henshaw back in, a very experienced player at centre, and uh, keeping him alongside. Ulster centre, who got injured last week, whose name has just completely Stuart gone out of my head. Stuart 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 I didn't even know you were reaching for it. Gives him I would have helped you quicker, Nathan. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't. Furlong <laughs> in the front row as well. Uh, like, Does Furlong play all three games? Maybe he does. No, I wouldn't he say so. I think you're gives, right. You I think you're right. I think, next week alongside the other two. I think there's an element of sort of mixing up. And I, I you know, was talking about this earlier, actually, I'm intrigued by this team and I'm kind of glad because as much as like I would love Ireland to put out their best team and go and beat Australia and maybe it's a second team here, that wastes this test. It doesn't tell you anything about the guys if you go out and play an Ireland A team. Whereas you get to look at Carberry with Gibson Park, you get to look at McCluskey with Henshaw. You get to look at... Uh, if I'm Jimmy O'Brien, I'm delighted well with to be Burnley, starting yeah. a full-back. Yeah. Because you've come in at centre, you're now playing a full-back, you're comfortable on the wing, yeah. you're looking at that squad next year going, I am Mr. Versatility, I'm getting in, and I'm probably going to end up getting quite a bit and of And you're getting time. number 23 as and well. And, you, yeah, and yeah, you're in that yeah, position. Exactly. It, like, it's such a, a position of strength for every squad where there's so many guys who can do that, but you're suddenly found yourself in the right place at the right time. You miss out on the A game where nobody does their f- reputation any favours at all last week. You get your time against South Africa and now he's starting this week. So uh, that's one o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. We're what, 20 minutes away? Less? Big game of Porky Cueve? Yeah, history set to be made at Porky Cueve this evening. Munster host a South Africa A side with the game set to be the most attended ever rugby game in the province. It's also the first meeting between the two sides in over 50 years. As you say, action gets underway there in just under 20 minutes at half past seven. You were saying it's a huge attendance for a friendly and what was it we were saying that 1978 was the most overrated um, sporting (laughs) occasion in the history of Irish sport? I was surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, you were, yeah. It's funny, I'm yeah. not going to disagree. Was, it, was this a dream you had last night or something? Yeah? I, 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 I never know about these games. Like They're a waste of time. They're not a waste of time. They are what they like are. People, Nobody, no. people, is, 50 is thousand people go have an entertaining Thursday evening, but it doesn't matter. Like, doesn't, does it say anything about where Munster are going if they Why win this game? Why do you have game? such a negative no. attitude towards sport? Towards what's life. wrong with this game? Towards life. What's right with it? Well, what's wrong with it? Why, why, why are you I just, so I just offended by it? I'm no, not sorry, offended I'm sorry. by it. The, the, bur- the burden the of explaining what the problem is is on you here. You can't just, say what's I, right I just with don't it. See, I just don't see the point of it. Like, what does anybody learn from this? It's, a, it's an exhibition. Is, sorry, is everything in sport about learning? Well, and then, maybe eventually you know everything there is to know. Harlem Globetrotters. Like, does sure, it, what's does, wrong with that? I, I don't know a great interest in any sport that doesn't affect your mood at the end of it. 
But if you're talking about mood, it's an occasion in itself. A morale boost is something that Munster could seriously do with at the moment. And the idea of a sold out Porky Cueve yes. fans on side. That so, in itself is a yeah. thing, being in Porky Cueve, Munster have never played there before. Like I'd say the idea of uh, this. What, they're never going to play there again. Are they going to play URC games there? Are they going to play Champions Cup games there? Dear no, they have their own there. stadiums. <laughs> I'm angry and I don't want to listen to anybody trying to tell me. But the idea, cannot. the idea of a bit of a performance was put on tonight. Get fans on side. What's going to kickstart the URC season? Do you remember the? Was it 2008 they played the New Zealand Maori? Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. There was the 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 three um, New Zealanders who played for Munster did the haka and all that. You can be as cynical as you want. That was a great occasion at Homer Park, and I think there is something class about Munster going to Porky Cueve. I think it's a big statement and I think Amory's talking about like a club that's in a little bit of transition and probably needs a little bit of a boost. 40,000 people have been coming out in Cork which is something that they've never been able to do before to show them the Why do they need to play in Porky Cueve? Why do they need a new stadium? Why can't they just play it in Thomond Park? Their home ground. Because I was literally in the middle of explaining what that meant. It was, because what? it's a different city in the place that's never been able to host a big game before. And 40,000 people from Cork, and not just from Cork, but the majority of, want to come out and show their support to the province, which I don't think is a bad thing for them. I don't think that's going to do them any harm. I don't. People can spend their Thursday night whatever way they want to spend their Thursday night. It's just not for me. There's a little bit of a novelty element to it. Like, would demand have been as high if it was in Thomond? We don't know. Limerick people are sick of this Munster side. Cork haven't quite realised it yet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> this is a good... Words in your mouth. This is a decent South African team. Um, and look, it's absolutely a... Ap- is it an exhibition game? Fine. Yeah, absolutely it is. But sure, there's nothing wrong with that. We sell Razzie's not going, is he not? I thought Razzie, Razzie was going to be there coaching the team, but then decided actually... Yeah. Uh, turned out Razzie was like, is, is the coach of South Africa and they're playing France this weekend. So he probably thought, what am I doing here? Especially when they lose to Ireland. I think that possibly changed things. He might have been thinking as well, a trip down to Cork, three days before France. Good time might be had by all. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, possibly, yeah. Uh, Stephen Kenny has announced his Republic of Ireland squad for you know the big game next Thursday against Norway. That's right, and he says... Oh, we shouldn't Evan be having this game Ferguson either. Ferguson deserves we to be... learning from it? Sorry. sorry. Incl- Evan Ferguson deserves to be included in his 26-man squad, he said today. That's for their upcoming international friendlies. The 18-year-old Brighton striker has been called up for the first time, along with Southampton midfielder Will Smallbone, who's currently on loan at Stoke. Dundee United's Jamie McGrath and Liam Scales of Aberdeen earn recalls while fit again Liverpool keeper Cueving Kelleher also returns Ireland hosts Norway next Thursday before playing Malta away three days later here is Kenny speaking about Ferguson today still learning about Evan um, and um, obviously made his debut for Bohemians when he was very young and uh, he's gone well from upright and to a degree obviously it's the next step is the hardest step as well to, to get into the first team and and play regularly. He's up against international players in in that position in Trossard and Welbeck and so forth. So he, um, it's it's not easy. But you know, I'm not certain what the plan is. Brighton's plan is whether he'll stay or whether he'll get some experience on loan. It's quite possible he could get some experience on loan, and that would be good for him to play regular football. And uh, um, but he is a good prospect and. You know, I'm not trying to go overboard about him, you know, because he, I'm sure he still has a lot to learn. Um, but um, he has a good, he seems a very good attitude and a good professional. 
and that that will help him. You know, he seems um, he seems to just love playing football. So it'll be interesting to see see how he does. Defender Shane Duffy is not included in that 26-man squad. That's for personal reasons. While Derby County play a league match on Friday week, and they've opted not to release Jason Knight and Connor Howerhan. Uh, Stephen Doyle has asked us to apologise to anybody who was listening to the last word with Matt Cooper earlier, where he described Evan Ferguson as a Dubliner. Oh no, it's actually from Mead. That's an easy mistake. Well, <laughs> Betty's Town is right on the border. Wow. Wow, that's more controversial that's, than yeah, me yeah, describing yeah, Munster as an exhibition. Uh, this is exciting. Evan, Evan Ferguson's obviously been in and around the first team squad with Brighton for a long time, but he's uh, just turned 18. So you would expect he'll get some game time potentially against Malta, but expectations for him are incredibly high. And Stephen Kenny obviously searching for, I'd say, still something up front, maybe a, a real focal point to the attack, particularly with Adam Ida again missing through injury. I think it's over a year now since Ida have even been in an Ireland squad, fit enough for that. So you would hope that Evan Ferguson, if he can go and get that chance and then maybe go out and loan in January and get himself a run of games. But a lot of those teams don't want to let those players. They want them around that first team environment all the time. Yeah, we talked about this when Troy Parrott was coming through and we were thinking, like, is he being catapulted? And sometimes I, I think we think of ourselves a little bit too highly in international terms. You know, it's like these we don't have the luxury of waiting around for these guys to mature and stuff. Like, he has to at least bring these people in and have a look and see if they are ready to be around the squad or if they can even be improved by being in a few squads at this stage. So, yeah, I think it's something that people will be happy to see. I'm interested to see Will Smallbone in particular, who I think was really, really impressive for the under-21s all the way through that campaign and has been playing very well for Stoke in the championship, at championship level. Like We don't have many like championship regular starters that wouldn't be in a squad. So I think it was definitely time for him to get his call up. There's, there's a lot uh, of interesting stories in it. Like Jamie McGrath's return. Like Jamie McGrath's fall from grace is one of the strangest stories of Irish football. To go from starting at home against Portugal, you know, starting away, starting against Serbia, playing the full 90 minutes away in Portugal, looked like a player that Stephen Kenny had found, knew very well, but sort of fitted exactly into a system where he wanted. Obviously decides he's going to go off to Wigan, force through the transfer from St. Mirren, uh, that his manager at the time, Jim Goodwin, wasn't happy. Never got in the Wigan team. It was a terrible move and just fell out of the picture completely. Wasn't even been included in squads. Now he's back playing with Dundee United. So it'll be interesting to see how Kenny uses him. So to go from that World Cup qualification campaign where he was felt like a key member of the first 11 to not even making the squads, you'd feel Kenny obviously sees something he wants if he can stay playing first-team football. Uh, who the hell do Derby County think they are? Yeah. It's a football club? Pretty strong call from them, yeah. So they're not letting Jason Knight and Connor Howerhan play in this important game against Norway next Thursday. Oh, is it important, yeah? It's a friendly. Right. Not an exhibition, a friendly. Sorry, so, you've declared the, game, the other game an exhibition. What are you what, talking what, about? What, what are you calling it? A test? It's not a test match. I didn't say it was a test. It can well, be a, that's, why, that's what I've declared. It isn't it. a test match. A test match has a very specific uh, definition. Like, if you're okay. Jason Knight, you're pretty peeved with that, I suspect. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Like, I mean, is Jason Knight better served by playing a, a proper match on the Friday night than playing a friendly for Ireland? It's outrageous. Players okay. drifting in and out of the squad, though, the inconsistency can be frustrating. And because March is only around the corner, which is yeah. obviously D-Day, it's not ideal. It's kind of only one player though, really, isn't it? Like, I mean, Conor Harrison is fine, but I don't think he's going to be involved in... No, well, it's probably saved him a decision to make because obviously Conor Harrison took a lot of the flack uh, for what happened when he came on against Armenia in the last match. Cuevin Kelleher's back. We haven't talked about him yet. 
the greatest penalty shootout save goalkeeper of all time. He's already Liverpool's top uh, shootout. Four, four penalty shootouts. Yeah. yeah. And, but someone would say, like, that, that's an amazing stat in itself, except for the fact when you actually take it back and say, I think I might have the number wrong, sorry if I do, that he's played 18 games mm. for Liverpool. <laughs> and he's won four penalty shootouts at that time. Now, obviously, it's, he plays League Cup games a lot, but it's an incredible thing. His last save was unbelievable. He just spiked the oh, ball down. <laughs> but he looks he looks such an imposing figure in goal now at penalty shootouts. That like the constant waving, making himself look bigger, you feel he's going to save a lot of penalties. Uh he'll probably get the second game against Malta. It does look as though Gavin Bazunu will still be number one. He's playing every week. Uh, they were talking about it on OTBAM this morning. Um, we keep saying he's got a decision to make at some stage. Like maybe Queen Keller feels I don't have a decision to make. You know what? Maybe I'm happy enough for the next couple of years going win a couple of Carabao Cups I'm training with the best goalkeeper in the world uh, if he gets injured I get to play in a Champions League final potentially I'm fine with that it's unfortunate for Kelleher that every time he plays we seem to have this discussion um, about the decision that he has to make and it's probably an argument where the pros and the cons are pretty much um, equal and the fact as well that the other Irish goalkeeper at this exact time, Gavin Bazunu, has done the exact opposite move of him. So the parallels, you can't but um, compare them. And you could argue that Kelleher should move and he's a professional footballer and he should be playing games. But then you could argue he's training with arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. And that is more than likely where he has gotten his confidence from. Um, but like the idea that he's playing at one of the best sides in the world and he's in a top Premier League club, is that really fair to say, though? Because what is Cuevin Kelleher's level at the moment? His level isn't top of the Premier League. It's Carabao Cup games. And we don't know what his level exactly, is. Exactly, So yeah. Gavin Bazunu went down the ranks and proved he was too good for that. So God has moved to a Premier League. Is Cuevin Kelleher going to get a Southampton-esque club if he leaves Liverpool? That's the thing. Who would come in for him? But then also, you could argue Gavin Bazuni's gone to Southampton, a club that is more than likely, I know it's very early in the season, but highly probably going to be in a relegation scrap. So if they go down to the Championship, is Gavin Bazuna getting a move back up to the Premier League? We don't know. It's an argument that there isn't really an answer to, and it's probably unfortunate for Kelleher more so that it's just what's constantly spoken about when he does play. I agree about Munster. I only ever obviously read texts that agree with what I'm saying. Uh, these games are a legacy of them beating the All Blacks in the amateur era. The club haven't won a trophy since 2011 and the sense of entitlement in some quarters of Munster is getting tiresome. Says Cahill, who's completely neutral in this. Where's he from? He's from Dublin. Okay, right. Lots of You wouldn't see Leinster playing these sort of Mickey Mouse games, would you? I don't know. I don't no, understand. They're too busy winning trophies. I don't understand what a sense of entitlement, entitlement means. What's the entitlement? We are, we're allowed to go and support the team. We're allowed to go to our matches. We're allowed to enjoy rugby. That you should even be gracing the same pitch as the world champions. It's the A like, team. Why should the fourth province a. of Ireland be playing against the world champions? Fourth, the fourth province of Ireland. It's South Africa A. Fine. It's South so Africa who, A. They're not world champions. Ahead of right now. They're not monster champions. They're not monster champions. They're not world champions. They're South Africa A. Okay, so it's... It's a, it's a game. Would Connacht bring, get 40,000 people to the game? Well, they probably wouldn't play it in Cork. Would Ulster? You know? Would Leinster? 
No, because they're too busy winning trophies. Lens, I'll tell you what, Munster, you know, the sense of games. entitlement for Munster is go. so much so that when Leinster weren't selling tickets to their home game at the Aviva Stadium against Munster, the media blamed oh. Munster fans. You are the media. Yeah, but I was one. I was one of the ones who wasn't doing it. Take a look in the, <laughs> take a, take a look in the mirror at some stage. <laughs> the uh, media. As uh, Eamon Cregan The news round is brought to you with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless Shave Magnificent Mo You can sign up or donate now at Movember.com John Giles is waiting patiently but he's becoming more and more impatient but after their historic victory at the weekend Aston Villa try and do it all over again tonight Emery Yeah deja vu hopefully for Mick The draw for the fourth round of the Carabao Cup will be made tonight The final third round tie gets underway shortly 8 o'clock kickoff at Old Trafford That's as Manchester United host Aston Villa The two sides met on Sunday in the Premier League with the hosts winning 3-1 at Villa Park That was in Unai Emery's first game in charge Uh, Very briefly England have named their squad for the World Cup They have Garrett Southgate named his Qatar World Cup squad today with James Madison's inclusion probably the standout selection the Leicester midfielder is on the plane despite not playing for his country since November of 2019 so far this season in the Premier League he has 6 goals and 4 assists in his 12 appearances other players to return to the fold there are Marcus Rashford, Callum Wilson and Ben White, Brentford's Ivan Tony, and Tammy Abraham who's playing his club football at Roma at the moment miss out. Yeah I think everyone really Happy to see James Madison there. Yeah, I think so. He's been brilliant all season, even in a struggling Leicester squad. He's got a good personality. He's such yeah. a guy you'll want to do well. And like, there's nobody, you're looking at the list of players who've been left out, like James Ward-Prowse. Has he got anything to be complaining about? I don't think so. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be, it probably wasn't that. Madison probably didn't take Ward-Prowse's mm. place anyway. Like, I mean, they are extended squads now as well, so... There is that chance of getting in where for guys that wouldn't. My only problem when I'm looking at it is I'm like going, oh yeah, geez, Madison now, you know, Grealish is there. You've got, you know, like, you're thinking of the forward lines. God, if Sterling did find a bit of form, Rashford could find a bit of form. You know, there's no Sancho as well, which is probably worth mentioning. You're thinking, all of that, like, it's not the personnel in the forward players that's the problem. It's the system. Mm. So it almost doesn't matter if James Madison's there or not. Like, No, and it did seem, listening to Gareth Southgate, that... The inclusion of Calvin Phillips, for example, yeah. even though he has barely played and only made his comeback from injury, is for that reason, that fits he has a system. system yeah. And he doesn't have anyone else to fit the system. And that's the big problem with this England squad, is that they have a system, but there are key parts of it that they don't have a like-for-like replacement. And he was making the point that, aside from Declan Rice, it's not as if there's a case being made by anybody else in a defensive midfield position to come in. Like, Calvin Phillips is the only other option. So, we wish them well. Yeah. Just looking quickly at the United and uh, Villa teams here, right? Arguably, and I, I, I'm just going very quick maths on this, Villa have made more changes to the team than United, which would suggest that Manchester United uh, need this league Oof. Carabao Cup wow. game a little bit more than Aston than, than Villa did. You're on it tonight. Munster and Villa. Could be one of the great nights in your Actually, life, I, th- I think it? United have made a couple more changes. This, like, this is going to be a difficult <laughs> night for you, Mick. What happens if Munster beats South Africa and Villa beat Manchester United again? Will this be one of the greatest nights of your life? No, because you're right because about you're right, you're right about what you say teams. about the Munster game. It's not actually as important as a sporting occasion. But I'm saying that to you that there's Tip nothing that wrong with that. And you seem to have a problem with it, which I don't understand why. Oh, it's fine. Thank you very it's much. It's an occasion. Mate. It's not a contest. Sometimes things are just done for a good time. <laughs> On that note, it's time for the cash machine. <laughs>